welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find us at www.enthusiacs.com. Our Twitter feed, of course, is at Enthusiacs, and our YouTube channel, where all our video content resides, is just simply Enthusiacs. My name is Jeff, or Baron Fang, and once again, we have the duo of G-Man. Welcome. Hello. And Edward. Hello. And uh, as I mentioned last time, Ed is also a writer at spacesector.com, uh, a, a space strategy specialist type um, review site. Uh, thank you for joining us again, uh, guys. And uh, and like we do at the uh, start of all Point Streaks, uh, we'll cover what we've been playing. What have you been playing, man? Um, I've mostly been playing some planetary annihilation, but not not a lot recently, actually. Not a lot. And uh, how about you, Ed? Um, to be fair, I've been playing a bit of Company of Heroes too, but sadly, I haven't had much time to play lately uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, but yeah, I've been mostly, oh, mostly only gotting a few rounds of Company of Heroes two in. Did you end up getting uh, Annihilation when it came out as well, or? Yeah, I picked it up too, but I prefer Company of Heroes too. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> he does. So he uh, does have to play a couple of games with me because <laughs> he uh, he needs to finish off the multiplayer section of the review. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and I have uh, been playing uh, original Left 4 Dead. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I um, I oddly enough I played quite a bit of Left 4 Dead too on the PC with G-Man and others. <laughs> hmm. uh, about two years ago, uh, there was a kick there. We were all playing, but I never I had never played the original, so I got it on the 360, and I've been uh, co-oping that, and that's been um, been great fun. I'm half considering getting the DLC for it. I've enjoyed it that much. Um, well, let's get to our main topic, and this is an idea we had not long after the last time we had you two fellows on. Um, we're a lot of genres that we wanted to get to, and this was definitely one on the list, and that is strategy games, um, which is a genre we all have varying level of experience with, but I would uh, I would say of the people I know, you two are uh, pretty hardcore aficionados of strategy, and... Uh, uh, an obvious choice to have on for this topic. Uh, I might uh, kick it off by just asking a, uh, a personal question of both of you. What would have been the first true strategy game that you ever played? I'll start with you, G Man. What would you? What would uh, uh, you got started on? Red Alert. Red Excellent. Wow, that's going. Uh, that's nineties, I take it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of my favorite games, actually, uh, <laughs> RPS games, actually come from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not alone there. Uh, and how about you, Ed? Where did you cut your teeth on strategy? I believe it was called Dune Two. It's it's it might be no, I don't think it was Dune One. Dune Two. It's it's basically a it's an RTS in the same genre as Command and Conquer. Came out about around the same time, I believe. Hmm. And it, yeah, it's it's pretty much the forefather of Command. And, actually, I think it is the forerunner to Command and Conquer. Is it based on Herbert's Dune? Yes, Herbert's Dune, yes. Okay. It's an RTS, and if you play Command & Conquer 1, or any of the Command & Conquers, it's in that style. Okay, it, was it uh, West uh, Westwood? Have I got that right? Yes, I believe yeah, it was Westwood. On. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. I didn't See, I had a friend who used to play that, and I didn't realize there was a connection between those two, but I can... Uh... Were there sandworms in that game? Yes, there were sandworms. <laughs> yeah, there were sandworms. The whole thing. They were actually the whole thing. You collect your dust. You collect your dust, and the sandworms could come. And I said, it literally <laughs> is the forerunner. It's Westwood. It's pretty much the forerunner to Command and Conquer. Uh, Rest in peace, Westwood Studios. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're well, still live in spirit as Petroglyph. Yes. And they're going to release a new game apparently soon. 
Uh, a strategy game, buddy? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, um, of course. Of course. Um, well, look, strategy games have been around for a long time. Uh, and I guess um, we, and look, we've been playing them, Ed and I, quite a bit longer than you, G-Man. But uh, clearly, we've, we've both had a lot of experience with it. I, I think, I'm trying to think back to the first strategy game that I ever played. And God, I think it was Warlords, the original Warlords. Do you either of you remember that game? Warlords or War Warlords Two is possibly known yeah. a little bit better. It was. Is it science fictiony? On uh, it's fantasy. It's okay, fantasy, that's fantasy play. game. Yeah. Uh, God, I'm trying to. I you know I don't even remember who made it, but it was it was a it was a series that died off in the late '90s, I think, with maybe Warlords three or four. It's it's one of those names that you know back then was well known, but I don't think it's ever been uh, reborn. Another one I played a bit was Castles, another really old one, um, which um, has a lot of uh, Welsh stuff in it, by the way, G Man. So <laughs> that was an interesting one. But uh, yeah, look, I I, I uh, it's fair to say that I used to play strategy games a lot more when I had time, and we'll get to that point later. Um, well, I might I might ask you know while we're on the subject of genre in general. Would you say, G-Man, in your opinion, is the strategy game genre alive and well today? Uh, like, I would say it's more alive than it has been in probably since the late 90s. Mm. There was a, something of a dearth of proper strategy games up until around the 2010s, uh, 2007, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'd say it's actually pretty good. I have to admit, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get to you in a second, Ed, uh, when I go on Steam... Uh, and look at the sales uh, consistently the last three years. I've seen titles a lot, of, and a lot of them are space combat, mind you, <laughs> or sorry, uh, space settings, mind you, like you know, Sins of a Solar Empire and all mm -hmm. the games I've never tried. But there seems to be a pretty steady stream of uh, of of games coming out uh, in in that genre in particular. What about you, Ed? How do you feel about the uh, the state of strategy gaming today, or, or compared to if it, did it was there a golden age uh, perhaps or? Well, some people say the old golden age was probably in the um, sort of, uh, was it, early 90s, uh, basically. You know, especially with once Command & Conquer rolled out the door, mm. uh, yeah. you had a bit of like a surge. And it was actually one of the most popular genres, almost, you know. Um, Civilization, uh, the original one, was a huge title when it uh, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah they got to well you know the the trio you know uh, Masters of Magic I believe uh, Masters of Orion and um, Civilization and they pretty much set the stone um, and I said you had a golden age turn based real time uh, Koi on the console was releasing Romance of the Three Kingdoms before they all went Dynasty Warriors that was a pretty good strategy <laughs> uh, character driven similar to Crusader King so literally you you literally had every type of strategy you could imagine and then around the middle and late 90 uh, late 90s it kind of petered out it didn't die off completely I mean you have the Total War series but it seemed like unless yeah. you were like the big fish mm -hmm. or you know Starcraft. Or, a couple, or Starcraft <laughs> exactly it winnowed it's sort it of winnowed yeah. yeah, you had a couple of little indie-ish games, well, not really indie, small publishers, and a couple of juggernauts, but you didn't have that whole, like, you know, oh, pick up the new RTS of the week kind of thing kind of went away. Yeah, it seemed to me, as an outsider, as a, as a person who went away from the genre for a long time, that the turn-based is what really went away for a long time, and... Oh. The, the games that were big selling strategy titles for a long time were seemed to be almost exclusively uh, RTS, at least the combat. If, um, uh, and now I, I see a healthy smattering of both, really. Um, and it's it's good to see. And you know, a lot of these games are independents, and 
Some of them are. Uh, what was the one that had a fairly controversial release last year? Uh, Angry Total, War. Total War. Total War. Right. But they, but they had a re-release. They basically everyone who had the original version gets the updated version, and anyone uh, who buys it now gets the new updated version, Emperor's Edition. Free yeah. campaign added to it, and it was. It's literally a re-release. And yeah. yeah, they fixed the game. Took yeah. them a year. Well, Good it, for yeah. them. Yeah. I guess. I guess it shows. I, that, I wouldn't you know, say there's... it took them a year. I would say <laughs> it took them. Uh, um, a couple of weeks at most or a couple uh, of months if you're a skeptic but you know. yeah <laughs> well you know it proves that they're still relevant and they're still out there i mean i yeah. i would not have thought that a game like that broken or working would have you know caused that much attention or or backlash but uh, it's, it proves that there's still some fans out there now here's a question i really don't know the answer to and if you guys don't apologies but i just i'm curious do do strategy games still sell well what do well, you say I would say they sell well within a specific... Like, they sell well to make decent games, but I don't think you can expect a triple-A release anytime soon. Double-A, single-A sort of thing is what you're looking at. But, you know, those are some pretty good games right there. Yeah. Whatever you read, is it, is it seem to be fairly... Um, well, I don't know. All right. I'm actually going to use Rome 2 as a classical example. All right. If it didn't sell well, then why the hell did they spend months or weeks or whatever time it did to fix it? Why did they add additional content? Why did they re-release it with a free content? Um, obviously, it's good PR for you know the bad release because currently yeah. the game is good. But that said, why did they even bother doing a re-release once the game was fixed? And furthermore, once they did the re-release, they just announced they're making the next game for the Total War series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like the fran- That sounds like the genre doesn't profit you. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. The oh, uh... I think. I think Sega's more or less made a business out of yeah. appealing to the RTS at this point. I'm, I'm wondering also, like, uh, I don't pay a huge amount of attention to what's popping up on Kickstarter, but are there any notable strategy titles that have that, that have come out no. of Kickstarter backings? Or well, we were just talking about one, the Planetary Annihilation. Right. Yeah. Uh, was a Kickstarter title, yeah. and it's a bit a year late, but yeah, it got there eventually. <laughs> it's only in the funding phase, but uh, there's Deep Space Settlement. Uh, I mean, as for four X's, little indie four X uh, predestination. Uh, these guys didn't go through Kickstarter, but I mean, you have a slew of you know minor games coming out. Endless Legend. I mean, uh, Galactic Civilization, Galactic Civilization three from Stardock. Yes. Uh, getting lined up. Uh, they're also working on the next and uh, sorry, yeah, their fantasy variant, Elemental, uh, Endless Legend from Amplitude. I think I already mentioned that one. Um, I mean, you got a bunch, then you got a bunch not so great games, but I'll not mention them. But um, yeah, (laughs) they're being shotgunned out of there. Uh, I mean, you have almost like a homeworld s game, Ancient Space, that came out recently. Uh, Civilization Beyond Earth is coming out next month. I mean, it's just like we could spend 30 minutes just me listing off the games for the next six months in the strategy genre coming out, both double, double A, triple A, and obviously indies as well. Well, look, I guess that answers my question. The, 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 genre, the genre does seem to be doing pretty well, and if if it's selling at triple A, double A, and you know, indie, that's a, yeah. that's a good a sign as any. Um, I just want to go back to uh, sort of. I, I want to go back to the '90s because you know some of those titles that we rhymed off earlier are you know obviously very influential in the, the games we are today. Uh, you know that we're seeing today. Today, I I, rem- I can remember games like Stars 
uh, exclamation ah. point, uh, and VGA Planets. <laughs> Do either ah. of those ring a bell for you, Ed? <laughs> oh, I know them. Yeah, I think they would have been well before your time, G-Man. I think Stars yeah. was 96, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that was a game that I remember, I don't know if you ever did this, Ed, but I remember playing that game where we had to email around our turn files oh, to some, one central email. person and, <laughs> yeah. and do it that way. Uh, yeah. And of course, that was playing multi, you know, all against one another, um, oh. which, uh, you know, I don't know if um, you, you guys, um, you guys play a bit of multiplayer, but yeah. is most of it co-op or variety yeah. depending on the game? Um, we had a, we've had a couple of games, mostly a, mostly a, oh, what's the word for it now? A mostly um, European Universalist four. We've played a couple of games, but we've never been against each other. Yeah. Okay, yeah. uh, apart from one time during uh, what was it? It was Sins of a Solar Empire, the most yes. recent one, and I ended up coming out on top. Though that was because I was playing the tech, and he was surrounded, and Gilius was surrounded by three different factions. I was basically bribing the <laughs> bribing pirates to keep attacking him. So while I was just chugging along, he was just under four different <laughs> attacks at, at the same time. Well, it's uh, interesting to hear because, you know, I back in the day, um, you know, I, I played a lot of those um, types of games where there were a lot of people in different factions. I even remember a few LAN parties that involved playing games like PGA mm. Planets in particular. It's, it's nice to, to see that those sorts of features are alive and well. And, of course, Civilization still has the... Uh, the, you know the ability to play competitively with one another yeah. I gather which uh, which a lot of people um, consider one of the hallmarks of the series um, I want to add something though sure it's funny because you bring up multiplayer but I don't think multiplayer has always been the threat for strategy games if anything a lot of games had like for example Starcraft 2 has a pretty kick-ass campaign but mm -hmm. yeah. it has a very strong multiplayer focus planetary annihilation is mostly multiplayer with just a very basic sandbox for mm. single player. Oh, so it's never been it's never been the multiplayer that's been the issue. Only single player, but even that's taking a change. I mean, yeah. Company of Heroes 2's second expansion is an entirely single player expansion. So it's hmm. so I think the bigger question to see is single player still viable? And yeah, it still is. Okay, um, I see. That's good. That's good to know because if I if I ever do start to uh, you know dip my toe back into the genre, it's going to be definitely in the single sort of era, yeah. um, a game a game that I can save and get back to. Um, and of course, uh, going back into some of those really formative titles, you got your original uh, Civilization by uh, Sid Meier, yeah. which uh, of course spawned uh, Alpha Centauri, which. I, I can remember the end of that game. That I, correct me if I'm wrong, Ed, but uh, uh, the Alpha Centauri, Alpha Centauri was a winning condition for the original civilization. Like one of them yeah. was getting yeah. to Alpha Centauri for, yeah. from a space program. Yeah, the science, the science, yeah, the science victory. Right, right, right. Whereas you could also, you know, wipe people out or. Um, yeah. There are a couple other alternatives, and I'm yeah. sure today in civilization there's economic victories and um, all, all also, manner of other uh, of other victories. But yeah, that was pretty uh, that was pretty revolutionary for its day. That game and the uh, the the grid move um, square uh, squares of land, <laughs> ra yeah. random or real generated maps uh, the, of civilization were. Uh, of course, very familiar in Master of Magic as well, which I I always thought of as sort of uh, civilization in a fantasy setting, in in the way that there was a um, a, a wizard that sort of filled the uh, the figurehead role that, yeah. that that was there in Civilization. Like you played against uh, a dark wizard rather than Frederick II or something like that. Exactly. Uh, and that and of course uh, 
were those all were those microprose titles? Yes. Yes. Including yes. Masters of Orion. And Masters of also. Orion, yeah. Yeah, Masters of Orion. Wow, so it's amazing uh, how many great games get out of microprose of that yeah. era. But uh, I, I was never a Master of Orion guy, but I certainly understand why it's so influential. And, you know, you see the DNA of Master of Orion uh, in just about every ship based exploration yeah. and 4x game that's out there someday it's no no surprise it's so widely cited um i take it that's one that you know from well from your past and <laughs> yes i have played master of orion master of magic civ one mm. civ one is probably uh no i said dune 2 was my first uh strategy game yes yeah. uh, but i did play uh it pretty much civ when it came out and fell in love with it instantaneously yeah uh communist america anyways <laughs> it's my first game i remember my first game where i went communism with america because i was going for world domination um <laughs> mm -hmm. and it gave the best bonuses for that uh yeah it was that, that's the thing it's yeah it's it's pretty much what defined the genre it's, and 4x is my favorite style of art mm -hmm. uh, of strategy games and as you said matt uh you're right about master of orion being pretty much the forefather but i think the 4x game i played the most ate it and love it is masters of orion 2 and i think that's pretty much the granddad that every space 4x game tries to copy mm. but fail because <laughs> let's be honest the game is terribly flawed people i might be pissing off some viewers here. oh boy here we go. <laughs> yeah here it's terrible it's not a long rant it's terribly flawed but it was good when it was first made so if you're just trying to blankly recreate it it's not going to work where they recreate the wrong elements it's yeah. it's ultimately knowing what works and then transfer it to how it works today and that's not easy to do yeah well look at uh that game was kind of uh, lightning in a bottle, really. It yeah. was it, it was popular for a reason, um, and it's yeah. influential for a reason. Um, yeah. And G-Man, would you have played any of the subsequent? Well, obviously you're familiar with Civilization. What would have been your launching point for Civilization two or three, or and or did you ever play uh, the later Master of Orion games? Or I think I think ironically the first introduction I had to it was uh, that sort of genre was almost, and you'll love this. Ed. Um, mm -hmm. It it was. Uh, it was a Victoria 2. Oh, wow. Yeah, I <laughs> went straight for Victoria 2. I didn't realize what it was at the time, and I sucked at it because <laughs> I was bad at it and so on and so forth. But yeah, that would have been my first ent entrance to it. Wow. Uh, though later on, I picked up um, the Civ 4 Complete Pack, which was quite good, and I enjoyed mm. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it still holds up to the ground today. I mean, it took only mm. what it took Brave New World before people start to agree maybe Civ Five was better. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And I and I assume that when uh, when Civ Six eventually uh, uh, arrives some point in the future, yeah, it'll take two expansions <laughs> before it's better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, they always say that. A, a broad question for both of you uh, before we get into some of the subcategories, which will be interesting. What is it about strategy games that you like? What's the draw of strategy games for you, G-Man? Like, what, what, what is it um, that keeps you coming back to genre? Because you seem to like um, it a lot. But firstly, I think it's just that you're able, especially with like paradox games, you're able to spend a lot of time in this. Like, you know, I have actually somewhat avoided playing a new paradox game simply because. I'm stuck at university again, and it will take up about two weeks <laughs> at at the standard pace in order for me to finish it. Yeah. So you're pretty much never bored, and there's always something to do. So yeah, you know, it's basically they're very long-lived games, and you know, there's lots of things to do in terms of management, and there's always the good bit of fighting as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Strategy games without. Uh... 
without war of one sort or another is uh, is a, is a rare thing. What about what about you, Ed? What sort of buttons does it press for you? Me? Well, said I. No, I played like said RTS, Grand History, all that stuff. I prefer the 4X subgenre specifically because. You know, you probably heard the syndrome called One More Turn, right? And said, <laughs> yes. this is probably why Master of Orion 2 is where I probably spent the most One More Turn on. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just start a game and just like, it, what I think it, what captures is the vastness. Like, when you start the game, you start with one little planet or one little city or one little village, in the case of Civ. And then there's just this bold world around you and everything is different and strange and hostile. And you bump into another Civ and it's like, oh, what well, no, what will this lead me it, it's exciting and then as you and then you know the game transitions and then later it's like no now you're fighting the other empires and it's highly competitive and i like that it, 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 it's just mm. it's literally it's one more term it's like it's really to what g-man said is that you're drawn into the game and you could waste so many hours and you know that one just does it in such a segmented yeah. way that it builds up like let's be honest no offense to your pro universalis but if you don't know what's going on and you start a new game and you're like what the hell um, you're, oh you're, yeah, well. you'll feel you'll feel like you're drowning. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's where the four X is. The four X is has the tutorial included in the basic gameplay. Yeah. You know? Well, that's always yeah. good. I mean, mm. I mean, I played a few titles over the year that that over the years that did not do a very good job of explaining themselves as far as how to start out, much less uh, be able to handle handle the end game uh, yeah. sort of complications. Mm. Um, and that's one thing that I will say about when the real time strategy stuff started to get popular is games like StarCraft. We're very good at ramping up the difficulty and introducing concepts to you in such a way yeah. that you would be able to handle what was thrown at you down the track. Dawn of War is another good example of that. As much as I didn't like Dawn of War, it did teach you how to play the game and mm. and, and how to get better at it. Um, yeah, for myself, uh, I, I guess some of the control freak uh, <laughs> OCD tendencies that are underlying there were kind of uh, it scratched that itch a little bit and. Um, I, the replayability was a big thing for me too, because you know, if you bought one of these games, you could be, you know, yes, you could spend a couple of weeks on it, but you know, you could go back to it time and again. Like, mm -hmm. I would say, I would say the one that I went back to more than any other would be either Master of Magic or Warlords Two, and both those games were very replayable. Like, you know, random generated maps uh control you know change the number of opponents you know like the, the sky's the limit um and, and of course as in the we talked about with civilization multiple victory conditions so many different ways you know uh mm. you could do a run so to speak you know how i want to win it in this way i want to win it in that way so they really have a lot of a lot of inbuilt uh replayability and um, there's a lot of other genres that just don't have that, you know, or or the replayability that they have is story trees, which and there's nothing wrong with that. I like a lot of games <laughs> that have story, branching story paths and stuff, but strategy games, uh, you know, the replayability is almost infinite. You get right down to it. Uh, and that gets me to my next point, which is one of the reasons that I started to get increasingly get away from strategy games is the time they take to play. Um I, I used to play quite a bit. I'm trying to think what was the last one I played any significant amount. Star, Starcraft, I played a fair bit. Um, Lords of, is, was it Lords of Magic? No, Master uh, of Magic. No, but there was, a, there was a game years later that kind of tried to copy that. Uh, oh. And uh, it was a very, lack of a better word, piss poor attempt. <laughs> but I did, I did try it because I thought, oh, this is finally going to be the game that uh, recreates Master of Magic. But it got to the point where I just didn't have time, you know, working full time and 
day-to-day life i just and get and getting married and stuff like that i just didn't have the time to play uh strategy games anymore so it, it was a genre that i just steered away from um the last i mean god i it's probably been 10 plus years since i i had any really heavy involvement in it um with the exception of um ftl and that's a roguelike game that i don't really think it's is a strategy game and I don't really think it's a strategy game, is it? I mean, it's uh, there's certainly it's it's more tactical. I guess I guess it's the definition of tactical because you're fight. You know, each combat is you know you're you're controlling yeah. each combat to the nth degree. But by the pigeonholing council committee, uh, tactical <laughs> game is a strategy game. Yeah, yeah. The um, so I guess my question is to you guys, and you you would know because you've played all. Is there <laughs> for, for the time poor consumer like myself? Is there a genre of strategy or a, a title? That is easier to play, quicker to play. What would you suggest? Is, is there one out there that's worth have that that yeah. you can play in more bite-sized chunks? That's worth and and not. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I don't really like the Final Fantasy tactics, tactics or Advance Wars type stuff. I know that some people like that. I, I'm thinking just a smaller. Is there something out there that you'd recommend for someone with my problem? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, oh God, I'd say Total War actually. I think Total War because you could. Um... It has that grand overarching plot yeah. that you that you'd like, but you know the battles themselves only come when you choose, and you can just put it away for a couple of hours. So if yeah, if needs be, or if you if that's if you're if you really can't handle that, then I would put it put an RTS such as uh, not Planetary Annihilation, but something like Dawn of War, or Red Alert, or something yeah. like that. Gil. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Gil? I would agree with the second half of the statement because Total War can still be a little time-consuming. Yeah. It's not as bad as, let's say, you know, going through, but it, it still does heavily depend on turn processes. So, yes. if psychologically yeah. speaking, just playing one turn and then logging out make you feel like you haven't played much. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as just doing one turn in a 4X game, but it's still close. But yeah, yeah, strategy RTS games, especially those who have like segmented battle structures, uh, you know, like things like Command and Conquer, but those are old games and newer ones, like I said, are, you know, like Dawn of War, Dawn of War 2, uh, Company of Heroes 1 or 2 count. Um, because even if you don't want to play multiplayer, you could still do skirmish maps. And, you know, I think oh. unless, yeah, unless you do like a four versus four thing, it's, it's not going to be longer than maybe 30, 40 minutes for one game. So it's still something you need about an hour or two if you want to have fun with it. Yeah. And an hour and two, you could get what, three, four matches in, you know? So yeah. you can feel like you, you feel like you do some headway if you do that way. Starcraft two, another one and Starcraft two, I think with the last expansion, they, they tried hard to make it that you don't need to play it multiplayer player like they they've created a very smart skirm ai skirmish system for it that's so that's good to know because i used to enjoy uh uh i used to enjoy playing just random multiplayer uh player against the computer back with the original starcraft uh years ago and it it, it, it was something that you could do in a half an hour an hour uh under yeah. with the right map uh, well that's good advice i guess uh, i look i it's pr- I'm probably going to have to have uh, a little bit more time, free time than I have now to be able to get back in. But I, I have to admit, I do miss it. <laughs> there are there mm-hmm. are times there are times when I wish, uh, you know, someone would remake Warlords or one of those types. I, I And, you know, to be honest, there probably are existing games that are better or exactly like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't discovered them yet. But um, <clears throat> well, that brings me to uh, the two 
big uh, setting differences, fantasy versus space. And Ed, obviously, you <laughs> greatly prefer the second. Uh, I, I might start with you. What What is it? Why is it that you prefer? Um, they're both, you know, fantastical, not grounded in oh. reality. I mean, some may be more grounded in reality than others. Alpha Centauri, I think, would be an example of one that yeah. at least starts grounded. But yeah. what is it? What is it that? Uh, what is it that attracts you to the space over the fantasy settings for a strategy game? I think it really just boils down to which one you prefer in normal literature. Yeah. I'm more of a sci-fi fan. Um, ah. And and why I would say probably I prefer sci-fi in general, but more even more specifically even games, is that you know, it's sort of like that. It's a sense of the unknown. Like in fantasy, sure, there is the unknown in the gameplay and the unknown in the map, but... I mean, like, when you're playing a science fiction game, it just feels like, you know, now you're breaking the light barrier. Oh, you're inventing fusion, antimatter. I mean, it, it, it's like science fiction is the projection of our own future, while fantasy is, right. you know... Fantasy is obviously... An alternative theory. past. Yeah, alternative <laughs> yeah. past, exactly. Yeah. As opposed to a possible future, you know? And I find that potential of a possible future much more interesting. I mean, that's why I probably also like historical games, you know, the sense right. of changing history. You know? Yeah, yeah. How about you, G-Man? You, uh, I mean, uh, I guess I don't know that. Do you do you, uh, do you have a preference, or do you dabble, uh, or is it more uh, historical? Well, I, I like both, but I definitely have a preference for science fiction. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of my... Um, most favorite games in that regard tend to be uh, science fiction, you know, like Dawn of War, uh, Sins of a Solar Empire, and my most beloved uh, Homeworld series are all science fiction games. Though I do actually quite enjoy uh, paradox games, as previously mentioned, such as, uh, you know, Europe Universalis and Crusader Kings too. so it's not as if I don't play the others, but yeah, science yeah. fiction just has the, quite a bit more weight, I find. Yeah. I, with me, it's always been the fantasy, though. I mean, it's not to say I never played any space ones, but, you know, my, my two favorites, Warlords and uh, Master of Magic, were both, you know, obviously fantasy. And um, I, I, re I don't know what it was. I never got into Master of Orion. I, I've actually never played, I'm ashamed to admit, I've never played Alpha Centauri either, although... You haven't I played Master of Orion too. No, no. Oh. I, I had friends who played it left and right when I was younger, but I never uh, I never got around to playing it. I, I couldn't even say why. Now, I love Stars and VJ Planets and a couple other games of that genre as well. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've always preferred the fantasy. I don't... And, and uh, I would say I probably prefer the uh, fantasy for... Maybe you're right, Ed. Maybe it is down to what you prefer the in the writing as well, too, because I tend to lean towards the fantasy writing as well, so... Yeah. I think the simple question is, what do you mm. prefer, Star Trek or Lord of the Rings? You know, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That determines your answer. <clears throat> right. Um, and look, that's uh, that's more themes. Uh, the big divide uh, is generally in, in strategy games is turn-based versus real-time. Now, obviously, there's games that uh, cross those boundaries. There's games that have an overarching turn-based world map, and then the combat is uh, is, is real-time. That's pretty common. Um, what do you, do you do you have a preference, G-Man? Is there is or is it the hybrid games that you tend to go for? Um, if I had a choice, I would have to say my favorite form of it would be something similar to uh, oh god, it, it, I don't know if you've ever played it, but it's uh, don't don't uh, Dawn of War's uh, no Warhammer for or is it no, it's it's Dawn Dawn of War's uh, Dark Crusades um overworld map where you can sort of build armies okay right but also build um also fight and build units on the 
second map. So sort of like a mix and match of everything, but nothing I've actually seen done the way I would love to see it done. Right. So a game that truly incorporates both types of genres into into one uh, yeah, one game. Less. Yeah. It is a wonder why no one's ever really tried tried well, that. Well, Total War does the hybrid though. It has you have fixed armies though. Oh. You don't have like in the battles have a fixed army, but I've actually seen pure RTSs that do that too. So mm. so it's obviously it's, it means it's so many overlapping subgenre. Like, you know, the true like I think what thing with Dark Crusade is that it's a true RTS once the RTS fight starts as opposed right. Well, sorry. Yeah. I would say true. Um Command and Conquer style RTS. There we go. It's a true <laughs> okay. Command and Conquer RTS once the RTS starts. Yeah, yeah. I can remember a game once where it had RTS combat, but you could pause it. So it was kind of, yeah. kind of again, a, yeah. a, sub, a sub-level. Of just be careful calling it true, because I think an RTS, like, for example, when you're doing playing Total War, when you're having the RTS mode, that's an RTS. So yeah. Trying to say that's not an RTS will get you slapped. But anyways, <laughs> um well, J- Gil, do you have a do you, do you lean turn based or st- strategy? I would uh, say I lean turn based, and um, it, it, it's kind of fishy. It depends on how the game works. If the game's going to have instanced combat, like a la Total War, yeah. I want the instance combat to be RTS. It doesn't have to be like build base building. It could be exactly like Total War in that sense. Because I'll be honest, turn based tactical combat, a lot of people love it. I like to go to sleep, have a life outside of that. I mean, I don't have 45 minutes to do one battle. Okay? It's, <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous. However, if you take a game that has abstracted combat or on-the-map tactical combat like Civilization, then, yeah, I prefer pure turn-based at that point. Right, right. And uh, do you think, at the, further to the question about you know the, the viability and aliveness of the genre, is there is there one type that's doing better at the moment, guys, or is it is it pretty much you know if if you prefer one or the other, you can find plenty of good examples. Uh, it's it's, selling. I, yeah. yeah, I think they're both pretty popular at this point. Yeah. Yeah. it's good. It's good to see because for a while there, it seemed like our. Oh, well, there is only was... one sub 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 genre that's lacking. Some try, but it, it's starting to get there too. It's tactical turn-based combat, but then you have endless legends, so and that's also getting catered too. So there you go. It's just it. It's just recently tactical turn-based combat is making a bit of a pop-up now. Okay, all right. Well, it's good to see. I, I'd like I'd like to see. Uh, well, it's good to see all the different subtypes getting uh, a, a bit of love. To be honest, um, the and and I mentioned earlier, you know, the distinction between strategy and tactics, and I think. I, I think uh, tactics, you know, in most of these games, they really don't come into play until you get into the, that um, combat uh, section uh, of the game or instance of combat. Um, like like a game like, have either of you played Advance Wars or games like that? Do, do, they, uh, do they blur the lines for you? I mean, they seem to be, the name seems to be well-deserved in, in terms of tactics, but... Uh, I. It's funny. Every once in a while, I'll read about a game, and they they really don't seem to understand the difference between the two, <laughs> um, and and whether or not it's uh, it's important. I guess is uh, is whether you like that sort of stuff. Um, I I might just ask a question about Planetary Annihilation. Is it, it it's it is a four X game? No, 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 it's it's a pure RTS. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, I say pure RTS, but it's full RTS. Oh, base okay. building, basically. Uh, yeah. It, it's the Echo of Planetary. Uh, Total Annihilation, which has similarities with it's Command and Conquer. Super, it's, and is also, it's also like Supreme Commander. Yeah, it, it's oh, just okay. a difference. It's just a difference in scale, where the Command and Conquer, StarCraft, WarCraft chain is... It, it, think of that as the middle. Then you have on one 
this is all pure RTS, but on one end you have like in the middle you have Command and Conquer. On the left you have things like Dawn of War Two and Company of Heroes, yeah. which people have called RTTs now, real time yeah. tactics, because yes. you focus specifically on really like micromanaging your army, suppression fire, making sure your tanks are not yeah. getting hit in the real. I, I would I would generally yeah. agree with that statement. And then on the other end of the extreme, where basically there's more macro, more mass production, and larger number of units, and it's just bulk militarization, and that's what total annihilation and planetary annihilation is it's yeah. the opposite okay. end of the of the spectrum yeah it's it's to. mostly about economic management I right yeah so you're yeah. not you're not highlighting a couple of marines and sending them to this building to, yeah. to no 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 yeah. no a, a standard scouting is about 100 and units. i think this is where me and g-man <laughs> differ when it comes to this spectrum g-man probably prefers more on the right side with planetary annihilation and i prefer the rtt side of the scale yeah it's not like i don't like the rtts i just um, no, I just don't like how the forerunner of it uh, does it at the moment. In any case, what do you mean by forerunner? You know, uh, oh god. Oh, the you're talking you're... about that Dawn of War two because Dawn of War one was yeah to the proper yes, oh. and then Dawn of like it's fine that Company of Heroes it's a different franchise but yeah. you had you had one franchise flip like Dawn of War one was more RTS in the middle and then. Dawn of War 2 went left, which is kind of funny because the same company has Company of Heroes, so why yeah. would they have two franchises that do the left approach? You know, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I agree with G-Man yeah. on that. I mean, if you're going to have one franchise being RTT, then keep your other franchise the RTS that it was, you know? <laughs> Don't muddy the waters. Yeah. Yeah, there's no need for doubles. No need for doubles. Yeah. Well, um, I might I might look at, at the future, and G-Man, you may have answered this partially before, I'll start with you. What would you like to see? Uh, maybe some some. It could be something that a genre that's or a subgenre that's disappeared, or maybe something that's never been tried before. What would you like to see more this of from will, strategy games in future? This will be somewhat uh, predictable if anyone knows me, but I would love to see a proper Homeworld clone that isn't being controlled by Gearbox. I, I knew Homeworlds was going to come up eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, no, no. I would love to see a proper Homeworld clone that adds slightly more 4X features, you know? Um, sort of the stars sort, sort of does it, but not really. Um, so does simply Solar Empire, but again, not really. You know, I would just love to see another Homeworld clone out there. Well, how about you, Ed? What I want to see is, I guess not in specific gameplay mechanics. I mean, I already have all those. I mean, like it said, in the case of G-Man, it's, it's, I do, I see. For me, I'm not that interested in much in those games, so I'm fortunate because that's probably what's been missing. Uh, but what I, I mean, it's the environment. It's uh, a grand strategy game, a la either Crusader Kings 2 or Europa Universalis, but set in China. I loved Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Okay. I think yeah. the Three Kingdoms era is an interesting period in Chinese history. And 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 it's it's so tragic that no one decides to do that. I'm always like crossing my fingers. You used like, I'm to do those to... games all the time. <laughs> I know. So I'm crossing my fingers, going like I'm willing to settle for even a Total War Three Kingdoms, right? Like hearing this Creative Assembly, Total War Three Kingdoms. You have me if you do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. I remember that used to be a you know really steady number of games about uh, that that you know those different areas of Chinese history, and now that seems to kind of dropped away. Um, I total did it. Total War. Total, total War Japan was fairly recent, was it not? That was was that a few years ago? Yes. Uh, yes, it was yeah. a few years ago. It was the most recent 
Yeah. Yeah. Before Rome too. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. And it's a solid one. It's 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 the one that you know. Uh, you know, even on f- initial release was solid. It didn't take a year and a re-release to bring it up to <laughs> snuff. Cool. Uh, and for me, uh, I mean, this is probably predictable again, but um, I and I would love to see uh, and who I don't know who owns the rights, but I would love to see somebody redo Master of Magic or if not outright redo it, at least recapture that because it's clear that it's never been recaptured properly since it came out and consider yeah. how, considering how many civilization games have come out since master magic was released can you i mean imagine how good it could be if someone put the mind their mind to it you know like if they applied the level of complexity that exists in the current civ games and did what you know what master magic was doing you know n- new ai you know modern graphics all that stuff yeah you could do it modestly you know that wouldn't need to be a triple a trial you could you could oh. do that indie with somebody who was really uh you know, uh, passionate about it. You know, you wouldn't have to have really fancy music or graphics, but yeah, no, that that's that'd be my wish list. But you know, I've and if there is, uh, you know, if someone knows of a of a Master of Magic type game out there that's uh, reasonably modern that's anywhere near yeah. as good, I'd love to know it because uh, I do I do miss that game and I, I I wish it would get a a look in in the modern era. Well, guys, um, thank you very much. Uh, I th- I think we've uh, covered most of the points that I wanted to get to, and and certainly all the uh, the the, fl- the the big titles that deserve being mentioned have have been mentioned. Uh, so I'll I'll go to our high score quiz, which is as as always is tied to the topic at hand, which is strategy games and multiple choice. And I'll start with you, G-Man. Um, Alan Emmerich, game designer and writer coined the term 4X, which Ed brought up earlier, to describe a particular genre of strategy game in which the player would explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. The term was first used in the context of discussing which specific title, and the three choices are A, Ascendancy, B, Master of Orion, or C, Civilization II. What do you say, G-Man? Oh, no, this is going to be a one. Um, These games all came you... out within a year of one another, so... <laughs> I know, I know. Being I... the expert, I know the answer. Yeah, I so, thought yeah. one of you might know off off the Alright, but... right, uh, go ahead. Uh, what, were the, what were the things As- again? Ascendancy A, B, Master of Orion, C, Civilization 2. Oh, I'm gonna say Ascendancy. Ascendancy. And what do you say, Gil? Or Ed? All right. Before I say the answer, after you give the right answer, I, I want to say a quick antidote to that. But the answer is Master of Orion. It is. It is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was famously the, uh, the the. I guess there was a specific article where he uh, he he coined that that term, and it was uh, it was uh, just it was describing Master of Orion. And uh, ever since then, that term 4X has has come into yeah. the uh, typical parlance. So what, sorry, what were you going to say about that? Uh, the antidote is is basically though Master of Orion coined it. In theory, Civilization One is what created the style of gameplay. Right, Master right. Of Orion One was merely it's very different, but it's it's Civilization that inspired Master of Orion. Yeah. So so the, the so the name namer is Master of Orion, but the genre trope definer is probably Civ. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was considering going with that that, and, and then I thought, oh, maybe it would be a little more difficult if it was, you know, what game what game popularized the term as opposed yeah. to what game created the uh, the, the genre? Because I, you know, Civilization, 
I think nine, nine out of ten strategy gamers would probably get that exactly <laughs> pretty easily. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad I was able to stump at least one of you. And, I, and uh, those games, as I said, all came within about eight months of one another, or a year on either side. So it, it could, you know, for somebody yeah. uh, looking at that era, any of them could have been uh, difficult. And my old school recommendation, I've already beat it into the ground, but I will mention it, is uh, Master of Magic uh, by Microprose in 1994. It's a fantasy uh, 4X turn-based uh, game. Very, you know, I referred to it earlier as civilization in a fantasy setting. And look, that's not far off. You know, Instead of Napoleon and George Washington and <laughs> all these other figureheads that, that head up the respective civilizations, uh, you have a wizard. And I get, Ed, from memory, they're not, uh, they're not wizards from any specific uh, mythos. They're just uh, they're, wizard, yeah. they're they're just wizards that fill a particular uh, archetype, I guess. There's a there's a death wizard and a uh, Freya, which is I think a life wizard. Uh, yeah. They've they've called the names from various different yeah. mythologies. There's six schools of magic, uh, random maps. There's two planes of existence, which believe me that at the time that was pretty revolutionary. There were these towers that you could go through from iris or arcano or whatever the two different worlds so you know instead of just having the one map you flipped it and then you were in the uh, uh alternate realm as well so you really had to kind of cover both sides to be able to really conquer uh the world so to speak the uh the, the combat was um was a turn-based uh isometric type view that involved all manner of yeah. of creatures from mythology like nagas and yeah. dragons and, and everything it was a real mishmash <laughs> Of, of different stuff but quite enjoyable and and the the great part was is that, that you as the wizard could join in the combat by blasting the shit out of uh the enemy from above using spells that you might have had in your repertoire and of course uh as in magic the gathering the different schools of magic uh all had different effects positive and negative uh and i i gather there was a bit of you know it's been so long since i played it there was a little bit of character creation going on about how yeah. you, what your own personal wizard uh, had had different uh, talents and stuff like that, and and a bit of progression, and I I mean dare I say role playing in a in a yeah in a, in a certain way, um, but yeah, it it had a lot of the beats of civilization. I don't know whether it had diplomats, but I know there was a lot of like you know different uh, kingdoms butting up against one another and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, no, great game. I I um, it's really sad that it's never been um, either re-released or redone, remade or. Yeah, it puzzles me because it was a really popular game, and it comes up a lot when you're talking about 4X and, and fantasy strategy uh, in general. Um, well, thank you again, guys. Um, if you know, there was never any doubt who were the right guys to get on for a talk about strategy games. And uh, look at at some point, uh, we we you know we may want to jump from genre straight into a franchise. And if there's a if there's a strategy franchise that either of you think uh, dedicating a show <laughs> to uh, w would be would be worthwhile, I'm I'm open to suggestions in in the future. Yeah, I think the uh, Total War. Oh uh, yeah, Total War is kind of there's the top. Two, of the Total War and Civilization are two yeah. book contenders. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. they seem like the obvious choices. And and uh, if I wanted to be able to talk intelligently, probably Civ was a better choice. But we'll bear that in mind in future. And uh, I know. You know, I'm on. You're on my speed dial, so to speak, for, uh, mm. for that one. So, thank you again. Uh, I'll mention again uh, our Twitter feed is at Enthusiax. The channel just simply slash Enthusiax. Uh, we have a thriving forum com community uh, at Enthusiax.com that you can reach through the uh, forum tab at the top. Our email address uh, for the mailbag for this podcast is pointstreak at Enthusiax.com. If you have any questions or feedback or suggestions for the show. Thanks again to G-Man and to Edward 
And thanks you for listening. And uh, join us again on another Point Streak. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. Good day.